You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Morning Startup, where we believe you can develop neural pathways that will awaken you to a full heart and clear mind. Live with joy, health, and success. I'm your host, Michael Oliver, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Deborah Dyack and Maria Gosher. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, welcome, welcome back. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. So last week, we had Robert Meyer uh, Kukan with us. He's back with us today. We're really super excited. Uh, Robert has a wealth of information to share, and I think that we got off to a really awesome start talking about um, Robert's journey and uh, uh, some of his practices. And I think there's a lot that can be learned from, from Robert. Um, he's a natural health uh, consultant. He's the founder of Seven Notes Natural Health uh, located in Arbor. We're going to have all his information um, on, our, on our website. So when you visit that, we'll get all the details out to you. So if you want to learn more about Rob or certainly contact Rob to... Um, to work with him, we, we'd encourage you to do that. We, we started the last uh, episode, we were talking about um, Rob's background, we were talking about uh, his journey, about how he moved from, you know, really being a, a musical instructor and kind of in uh, the field of, um, uh, of religion and then kind of moving into being a Reiki practitioner and then moving more into this kind of spiritual realm and talking about essential oils and massage therapy and sound and just a number of different things that um, Rob uses to help people um, further their well-being. And so we're going to continue this conversation because I think there's a lot that can be that, that Rob can offer from his experience and his expertise. And especially now at this time that we're going through this pandemic and people are at very high stress levels and being challenged like they never have before. You know, not everybody even. Can I ask think, one question? Oh, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> go ahead. That's how we roll. Sorry, down, so it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> um, when you ended last time, you were talking about the oils. And um, before we move on to other things that you do, because we have, we've just touched upon a couple, what is a raindrop technique that that's listed on your flyer? And I know it's related to the oils, I believe, but. Sure. Yeah. So raindrop technique is uh, a massage technique that applies nine different essential oils, singles and blends to the soles of the feet and to the back. And it gets its uh, name raindrop because one of the sort of key techniques that we use is to have a client lying face down and then we actually hold the bottles and just let the oils drop onto the back. And then we use some really beautiful feathering and fanning techniques to disperse the oils and whatnot. So thank you. Thank you. And sorry, Michael, I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought you so I'm sorry. Um, I, I know we didn't allow you to carry on with your journey. So after, if, if you want to tell us how you got to where you are now, like your business is fairly new. I, I believe you opened recently in Ann Arbor, your own office. And what led you to that point? 
Great. So five years ago, when I graduated from massage school, I focused my niche, particularly on working with musicians who had repetitive strain injuries. Ann Arbor is a really great area for that. Um, and um, at the time that I opened my business at that time, we used the name the Healthy Musician Institute. And the concept was to um, you know, offer classes and workshops for um, helping musicians and non-musicians on uh, discovering techniques and um, other ways of um, practices that help you to move in a way that prevents injury and allows for a lifetime of music making. Wonderful. And um, as things have kind of evolved and grown and as my interests in natural health have developed, we just this last year then rebranded the business as Seven Notes Natural Health. I was primarily working out of my home and then this past um, November, December, moved into my new office it's beautiful. Uh, in Ann Arbor that I love and miss, miss dearly. I, this, this One of the heartbreaks of this um, uh, sheltering in place is not being in my office right now. But um, so that's, that's how we got to, to Seven Notes Natural Health and to the new space. How did you come up with your branding, your name? Where... And, and your logo, what what is that? Sure. So I went around and around and around, and we had post-it notes on the wall, and we had <laughs> pictures. and <laughs> sounds familiar, of, Maria. Yeah, yeah. Lots, of, <laughs> lots of Google searches. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things that I, I value is beauty and art and symbolism. And so... Um, the logo that I started with the Healthy Musician Institute was a tree, and I loved the image of the growth that the tree had. And so there's our new logo, yeah. And the the leaf of the leaves of the tree were music notes. It was beautiful. Um, and so I, you know, I kind of played around with where we wanted to go next from there. And um, I was having a hard time finding a name that wasn't already taken. <laughs> so you pick a, the perfect name and you start thinking about concepts and logo and where you want to go with a graphic designer. And then you search on the state of Michigan's website for availability of this name. And then you see like, <laughs> um, so we had been kind of playing around and workshopping and um, sacred geometry has become something that has become very dear to me. Um, something that I still need a lot of study and, need to learn a lot about, but I was really very drawn to this seven pointed star. Um, and I think the number seven is a really beautiful number. And um, so I took it to, to, to school. We have a, a study session and round table where we share business ideas and talk questions and homework. And, but we always have a section where we do business things and um, a wonderful classmate of mine um, a few classes ahead of me, um, when we were kind of talking about this, I said, I want to use a seven point star. Um, I, you know, I want the word, um, natural in there. I want the word health. And he just looked at me and said, you're a musician, right? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, seven notes, 
course, it's seven notes because there's seven notes in a scale. And then the entire table, everyone around went like, and seven chakras, and seven <laughs> colors of the rainbow, and seven me. days of the week, mm. and seven main systems of the body, and seven mm. notes in the Big Dipper. I mean, you know, <laughs> or seven stars of the, you know, so it, it just was sort of this symbiotic, you know, and we all got really excited about it. And then um, uh, Dr. Bashin Baker, who um, is the sort of, founder and chief instructor at the, at the Institute um, said, and your tagline will be hear, see, and feel true wellness. And the whole room just got this hush and we all got chills. It was this mystical thing. Um, and so it stuck. Um, so then I, I contacted a graphic designer and said, I have these ideas. I want a leaf in there somehow, but I don't want a typical like lotus flower that every yoga studio uses. How can we you know, make this? And so then she came up with the beautiful logo that, uh, that we have. That is beautiful. And I will tell you, I, I I just, for the first time, I've looked at this logo a lot. I'm just seeing the leaf. Mm. That that's, is beautiful. That's the first thing I saw when I saw it. It was like the leaf. That is beautiful. And I guess secret geometry could you give us a little background on that? Because that's piqued my curiosity. I think I know that everything in the universe is connected to math, and so I, what is? Yeah, so so I really don't have a ton of knowledge in that area, other than just knowing that as I have been researching things, as I have been watching things, as I've been. Um, particularly in this pandemic time, looking at you know gardening and raising my own food and studying uh, you know biodynamic preparations and things like this, um, sacred geometry really p- plays in a lot. And there's all sorts of you know you go back into the work of Nikola Tesla and um, you know even so far as you know. Um, how do you design the shape of your beds and, and all of this stuff. And there's just this, this synergy that happens. And so the science behind it, the history behind it is something I'm still growing in. Um, but it was something that I immediately was drawn to and said, all right, I need to incorporate this somehow. And it was sort of my foray into it um, just by going with the visual and adding it. And um yeah, it's it's amazing. And I know in, in Reiki, they have uh, sacred symbols. Mm-hmm. And I was about to learn. I took Reiki with Rob, part one, and signed up for part two. But then this pandemic hit. And I, I know that's a ridiculous thing, but I was excited to learn these. <laughs> I'll get there as soon as this is over. But um, does... How does that relate to energy? Because I, I believe that the symbols are representative of energy. Is that correct? Or, or, or am I way off on the Reiki? The symbols are another tool. So in Reiki, the symbols are another tool that help us to focus our mind, our intent. Because remember, um, you know, when we're talking about energy, the sort of golden rule is where the mind goes, the energy flows. Um, and so there's not something sort of magical or mystical about the, the symbols in and of themselves, but rather they are a tool for helping to center the mind, to stick to the Excellent. five precepts. Um, so, yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
I'm trying to, I'd love to segue into sound right now. What I know as a musician, that seemed like a natural, I mean, that's why I thought you got into it, not realizing you're a master in so many other areas, but with the vibrational sound therapy, what is your take on sound and healing and um, what inspired you to do bowl, bowl work? Yeah. So the, the inspiration was, um, as a church musician and as, um, as a musician, one of the instruments that I resonate the strongest with is, uh, that of English handbells and, um, an English handbell is a percussion instrument. And by its very nature, the moment you ring the bell, the sound decays. So there's no sustain, whereas like with a flute, as long as you're blowing in, the pitch is going to continue, or a pipe organ that has a blower, the sound is going to continue. So with handbells, one of the things that we looked and have been trying to innovate with is how do we sustain this sound for a long period of time? So there's this tradition of the Himalayan singing bowl, um, and so, you know, you take the stick and run it around the edge, sort of like, you know, licking your finger and rubbing the crystal glass at grandma's house on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And you produce this sustained sound. And so that's how the technique in handbells of the singing bell came into play. And it's this amazing way of having this continuous, prolonged sound, this beautiful wash of sound on um, the handbells. And um, because of the tie of that technique to the practice of the use of Himalayan singing bowls, I had picked up a couple of bowls and kind of had them around and not paying much attention to the quality, but just kind of having them. And, you know, I sort of like this and now I can make this work. I can't make that work. And um, so I had been involved with and interacting with singing bowls for for several years but it was another friend of mine um uh who is um who is involved in uh, holistic dentistry who uh sent me a message on facebook and said hey there's this organization that has these classes on using singing bowls in uh, a therapeutic way like in a massage practice and you're a massage therapist and you love handbells and i know you use the singing bowl or singing bell with your groups. Um, uh, you should check this out. Um, and I looked at it and I thought, you know, that's just some sort of fluffy thing. It's, you know, no, I'm, I'm not going to spend the money. And, uh, and, uh, and then I kind of got a hit that said, what, if, what if you could incorporate this into your practice? Um, so I, Sight unseen, never having had a session, signed up for the class, booked the hotel, and uh, and took the class. Um, and it's been a love affair ever since. Um, I took the I, class. I, Go ahead. No, I'm just going to say that's exactly Michael will, and Maria will tell you. It's just, I, it's, pardon the pun, resonated with it, but it just seemed something I've been, I was drawn into, I wasn't expecting it to be a therapy. Mm-hmm. And then when I learned all the benefits, which I'm going to let you share, because um, you are a musician and, and with sound. So 
Sure. So the, the greatest benefit of the sound therapy, particularly in the use of the singing bowls, is um, the way these instruments differ from other instruments is um, they're specifically designed. So rather than hearing the tone or the note or the pitch, which they inherently have because they're instruments, they're specifically designed so that you get the most vibration from the bowl. And so rather than experiencing the tone, you're really taking on and experiencing the vibration of the instrument. And that's where the therapeutic qualities lie. Uh, because what that does is it helps to elicit this deep state of relaxation. And you've got, you know, your fight or flight, your rest and digest, your sympathetic, your parasympathetic nervous system that's getting involved there. You've got the different frequencies of the wavelengths of your brain from, you know, super active to less than super active and even into restful and restorative. And the beauty is that through these simple instruments, the simple metal and the strikers, you can elicit that response in a way that's natural and um, just so calming and, and cumulative, which is just uh, beyond amazing. So you're able to create a frequency and, and have that frequency occur um, naturally in, in a human, for example, different states of consciousness through the bowls? It kind of naturally happens. It's not that we, you know, sort of um, will it to happen or, you know, are orchestrating it, but it just, it naturally happens. Um, I know for myself, when I have um, sessions done, particularly when I had my first sessions in class, there was a lot going on in my life. And I thought for sure it was going to take like five or six sessions for me to like key in and be able to turn off the monkey mind and be able to, you know, my, my mother had just passed and getting through the grief and whatnot. Um, but that first session, they put the bowl on the table. If you've ever had a vibrational sound therapy session, <laughs> you're laying down, they strike one of the larger bowls at the, at the base of the table. And there was this visceral feeling, this physical thing, this wave of emotion that just came over my body over across my head and I was out. Sound stoned. Sound stoned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that for, for you who like the um, science based stuff, that's a science term. Uh, sound stoned, right? <laughs> uh, or scientific term. <laughs> yeah. What differentiates the bulls for somebody who's new and, and liking what you're saying and they want to explore and get their own sets of bowls and maybe practice with this. If you go online, you're going to see a set of bowls for $150. Uh, some are $500, some are $5,000. What differentiates the different types of bowls? What makes one better than the other for, for yeah. this sound therapy? Yeah. And, you know, particularly now with, you know, everything going on with the pandemic and, and everything, prices are all over the place. Um, the best advice I can give to people if they're looking at purchasing a bowl is to experience the bowl. 
And the best way to do that is live and in person. But if you can't, because we're um, personal distancing, we're sheltering, um, always, always look for a recording uh, to hear what the sound is like. Um, and a lot of times, you know, since as a musician, when I was in class, a lot of my classmates would come to me with a bunch of bowls and play them and say, do these sound good together? <laughs> and, uh, and I would always, you know, defer to them and say, do you like the way that it sounds? And so there's a very personal thing there. So when you're you're purchasing a set of bowls, you know you want you want to look for someone who's a, a reputable dealer, of course. Um, and so, of course, my preferred. Um, am I allowed to give an infomercial yes. for them? Okay, so okay, yes, because so we're going to be linked with them. Okay. So yes, yeah. So my preferred um, distributor is Silver Sky Imports out of Broken, Nebraska. Um, Jeff Howard is the the owner and instigator, chief instigator <laughs> of all of that. Um, they have a warehouse um, in a former pipe organ factory um, of over 10,000 singing bowls. And so they are the most extensive importer. Um, and Jeff doesn't bring a bowl into the warehouse that he hasn't touched or played. And he's very hands-on with that. And he insists on only the highest quality and he sources um, the best things. And he really works with um, artisans who understand vibration and um, when they're designing and coming up with new series um, of bowls, he's um, very thoughtful about um, things like the overtone series and how will they be used therapeutically or how would they be used musically? Um, so they're, they're a, a really trusted um, organization that I would recommend highly. And I know many people, when they're buying their bowls, they hear the history that there's seven metals and that, it, that, that there's prayer put into it. And, and truthfully, the bowls you're talking about, the higher quality, are pure. Mm -hmm. um, they, they're not made of the seven metals. Can you explain? Right. Yes, sure. So the, the therapeutic grade symbols that, uh, that we use in practice are made of bronze. They're actually the same material that English handbells are made out of. So they're an alloy, a combination of copper and tin. And I understand that our singing bowls have a little bit of silver in them as well. Um, and so, so there's no um, heavy metals. There's nothing that would be um, something you would need to be concerned about health-wise, that type of thing. Um, that are included in the bowls. And um, there are a lot of videos out there about watching uh, or um, production of singing bowls. So if you ever just have an opportunity to look on just on YouTube for the process of hand hammered um, bowls, Himalayan bowls, uh, erroneously referred to as Tibetan bowls, really more accurately referred to as Himalayan bowls. Um, but sometimes when you're searching, because we use it so uh, freely, um, you may find more if you search the other way. Um, it's such a labor of love and a uh, beautiful process. So, And I know um, for people who are new to this, just learning about the bowls, they might hear something called a sound bath. Can you explain? Because you are... You do that as well. You go on the road and the sound bath is more with groups instead of the individual mm -hmm. therapy. Can you explain what a sound bath is to people? Yeah, so sound bath is a group sound therapy session. And so we uh, get a group of folks together and 
um, oftentimes get super cozy and lie on yoga mats with props and blankets or sit in um, a posture that is comfortable for an extended period of time, an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Um, we're working really hard to reimagine this in light of COVID um, to how to do this safely. Um, but y'all come in, you get comfortable, and then the practitioner plays. Um, and um, sound baths can take um, many forms, as, as many and as creative as the practitioner can be. If it's um, crystal bowls made from quartz crystal or the metal bowls and um, gongs, wind chimes, shruti boxes, a whole other mm -hmm. um, layer of instruments, flute, Native American flute, therapeutic harp. I mean, all of these things are being incorporated. And so it's kind of like um, a one-person band uh, mm -hmm. playing a concert of these instruments whose main objective is to um, share the beauty of their therapeutic vibration um, with the those who are gathered. Because I think some people are expecting like a concert for right. it to be that type of music. And, right. and, and so when, when you play, it's obviously it's mm -hmm. putting people into a, a deep calm state. Now, you have a new addition to your family, and she was just recently named. Could you share about your... <laughs> sure, sure. We just, um, unfortunately, it was just before everything kind of got shut down with the pandemic, but we just purchased a 32-inch wind gong, uh, a Chinese wind gong. We have named Beautiful. her Bernice uh -huh. because she is the bringer of victory. Um, and, uh, we had sort of a social media competition to take some suggestions for names and then we muscle tested it and, um, uh, asked you her for her. <laughs> so, um, she's beautiful. She's, oh. she's just gorgeous. And so, uh, she is. so yeah, so I look forward to the day when we can, um, we can share her with, with the rest of the world. Well, I, I know that you two have hit it off literally. <laughs> I mean, yeah. she amazing. It's 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 and it's amazing the different sounds that one gong can make. So that I'm saving up. I I will <laughs> be taking classes on on the gong from you. But she's amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some other things to tie this together from you. What is your current inspiration? What inspires you today or who mm -hmm. are there certain people who inspire you or practices? Yeah. Um, I, I'm increasingly, so all of this of course is shaded by the current public health um, crisis that we're in. I, I'm increasingly inspired by the phenomenal local business people who are um, pivoting in their business model and are looking beyond just their immediate needs as a business. Um, and it's something that I'm working really hard to 
aspire to emulate in the work that I'm even doing during this this time of uh, of isolation. Um, the organizations that are providing meals for frontline workers, the organizations that are saying you can't get toilet paper in the, the warehouse, but we've got cases of it because we're a public place and um, we'll make it available to you. The people who are getting meals to children who are on school lunch who can't get them um, or who have parents, both parents who are essential workers and um, aren't able to be home with the kids. Um, the the outpouring of small business owners and local business owners who are reaching out to the community is, um, is awe inspiring. Um, and I think that it's going to be key as we come out of this, as we address, um, what trauma is, what trauma looks like and how we support one another to come out of this and what things we can provide to, bolster community um, and how we can um, uh, take advantage of this opportunity to move forward and not let not miss the golden opportunity of this which is to reevaluate and um, and come out changed well you're my inspiration you've always given so much to the community and and health people's health has always been your forefront um, motivation and and we greatly appreciate you thank you and i think is our do we have more time I, it goes so <laughs> yeah, fast about, yeah i know we have about four minutes i mean i think that um you know we could go on for multiple oh because uh, yeah. there's so many layers it's it's so deep um i but i think in wrapping this up, I, I like the direction that that went, Rob, when you were talking about the inspiration. I really like the perspective and framework that you put around this idea about what is the opportunity. Deb, Marie, and myself on previous podcasts not too long ago were talking about, you know, there was so much negativity wrapped around COVID-19. Not that it was, I mean, it is what it is, and there was a lot of suffering around that, but it got to the point where the suffering was to the point where people were really getting entrenched in it. And then that rolled over into people's psychological state and, you know, getting very depressed and everything. And so then we decided to do a show that what were, what were the benefits of this? You know, what were some of the good outcomes uh, that we could look at? Cause there's always a flip side to things like that. And we talked about that in some previous podcasts, but what I like about the link that you're doing here is that you're, it causes us to do a little bit of a reframe. And I think that when we look at the practices that you do, it gives people an opportunity to kind of find alternative ways in which they can deal with the aftermath of COVID-19 because that's what people are not talking about right now. You know, we're entrenched in it, but there is going to be, um, you know, there's going to be an outcome of this where people are going to have to deal with this psychologically. And I think that the practices, that we talked about today and the things in the work that you do um, can be very beneficial for people to to reach out and get that sound bath, to find out about essential oils and what are the fragrances, fragrances that can help do some relief and some calm, um, maybe get a Reiki session. I mean, there are a lot of different things, but uh, I think that putting that framework, that perspective, that alternative out there can be very helpful for people. So 
thank you for 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 uh, for doing that. And for I second that second what Deb was saying too. And you know, thank you for for being here and sharing your uh, your experience. Yeah, I would love we we all would love to you know have you back again for sure. Sure, uh, because absolutely. I think there's a lot lot more to do with this. Yeah. Yeah. And to grow that sense of community that is your focus. And I think that's mm-hmm. going to be the healing point when we do come out of this. Yeah. Can I say one thing as yeah, sort of absolutely. a bit of a commercial? Um, so yeah. we've been trying to think about how to creatively bring this while we are all separated. Um, so one of the key things that I've been doing is weekly Facebook Live sound baths. Yes. Thank you. And that's awesome. Yep. Go ahead. We're offering them free of charge. We're making a um, PayPal link available if people find value and want to donate. And the commitment we've made is that we're um, contributing 50% of the proceeds that are donated to a local charity or um, support organization. So we supported Ozone House in Ypsilanti last month, and we're going to be um, supporting the Creature Conservancy. Um, over in Ann Arbor uh, this month. So, how do people how access find- it? Yes. How do they access it if they want? Yeah. So the Facebooks, uh, the Facebook lives are all done on my business Facebook page. My um, handle is at Rob Meyer Kukan. So R O B M E Y E R K U K A N. And my Facebook page is Rob Meyer Kukan L M T. Um, so, and I can get you the link for that. Thank you. Um, but that's the yeah, best way we'll to find put, it. Yeah, and we'll put that in the show notes. So, awesome. um, so for for people that want to access that, they can look at the show notes. We'll put it in, and then we'll also put all your information in there too, uh, Rob. So, people that want to get in touch with you and experience your skills, um, we'll have all that information in the show notes. So, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate yeah. it. Um, Yep. Thanks. Take care. And uh, we'll see everybody next time. Take care.